1: Everybody, welcome to the Five Star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards. Today we have a pretty packed episode talking TJPW's Max Heart tournament, Megan Bain saying farewell to Stardom, the busy weekend that was the Stardom Awards uh, show, and two shows in over the weekend that featured some big time matches, including two title matches in a 13th anniversary matchup we'll also talk the shoe pro awards the shoe pro awards are out uh those are mostly voted on but a lot of stardom a lot of joshi involvement so we will get to those uh i'll briefly go over some news and a quick preview for the upcoming shows and then we will get into a q and a to close out today. So let's get right into it. Uh, Before I get to the reviews and previews, I do want to say that this upcoming weekend, Ice Ribbon has their first Cork and Hall show of the year. They're doing a unique tournament this year called the Ribbon One. The Ribbon One um, is a multi-person tournament tournament that will feature uh, some of the young talent in the company as well as some of the older talent. So the tournament conditions are as follows. This will be at Winter Story 2024 on Saturday. In the case of a time limit draw, the wrestler with a shorter career will move forward. Notably, there are 10-minute time limits. If both wrestlers debuted on the same day, the match will continue on a a no-time limit over time. Uh, the opponents or the matchups are as followed you have y- uh yappi versus sakina Umo- imino you have hamuka uh, hamagohoshi versus arisa shinose kiri versus kaho matsushita Sitaro satsuki versus mifu ashida saran versus asuka fujitaki and then there will be a tag team match. Yoshihiko, Hasegawa, and Bukihoshi team up against Ancham and Mayuka Kiyoke. And the return of Yuki Mashiro. She will go one-on-one with Makoto. And then, of course, we will have the following rounds of that tournament. So worth noting there. I do plan to go over that next week because this upcoming weekend is not a busy one of course the week after will be stardom 13th anniversary supreme fight which we are all looking forward to but for now we will truck along here i just wanted to touch on that maybe someone out there is interested in jumping back into ice Ribbon. that seems like the show to do so tjpw had their max heart tournament begin this past weekend, uh, if you have watched a Heart tournament, you kind of know how these first couple rounds go. It isn't always too exciting, unfortunately. That's just the reality of it all. Uh, there, there isn't a lot of competitiveness between the higher card and the lower card. And this year, um, a lot of... The tournament doesn't have their signature teams, of course. You know, I went over the preview, I believe, last week, um, and it wasn't a tournament that had me all excited. Now, th- the decisions that they've made along the way have me far more excited for the semifinals this upcoming weekend than I expected. So let's get to it, shall we? Um, On Saturday, they held their first show, and the tournament matches were as followed. Unsurprisingly, we saw Wakana Uehara and Yuki Arai defeating Haru Kazashiro and Kaya Abami. A pretty forgettable match, as you'd expect. Um, I think Wakana Uehara may be more consistent already than Yuki Arai, and that may be a hot take. I don't know. Uh, But I just think that she is already doing better than Yuki does on a match-to-match basis. And obviously, Yuki is balancing being an idol and whatnot. But I just think Wakana has really jumped in to TJPW, and she's not only made fans because of it, but she is someone who just feels like she's getting better and better and better as time goes on. Next up we have Palm Harajuku and Raku defeat Himawari and now Kakuda. That that hurts me. Um Himawari now are far better wrestlers than Palm and Raku, but Himawari's a rookie, not really anymore, but she she's still low on the totem pole. So it shouldn't come as too much of a shock that she Came up short in this match. Just a real shame, though, because I was hoping, I was hoping that they would be willing to kind of go with a newer team uh, with Kakuda and Himawari. Himawari is someone that they should start to get a little more behind, um, but she's starting to feel like Arisu Endo for a lot of her early career. She's clearly talented, but they are hesitant on getting behind her. Jury Nagano and Moka Miyamoto defeated Miu Yamashita and Toga, not a big shock here, uh, Toga obviously a true rookie. Never in my mind that I think Yamashita was going to move on. This was pretty much a day off for Yamashita if you watch this match. She didn't uh, she didn't do all too much in this tournament, but this win for Jury and Moka Miyamoto instantly Moves them to the semifinals, I believe. So, big win for them, obviously. And now they have a shot at getting to the Max Heart finals. And in the main event of show number one, it was Hyper Masao and Shoko Nakajima be, uh, defeating Mihiro Kiryu and Yuki Kamafuku. I think uh, Kamafuku and Kiryu is a very bad tag team. Like, every time I watch them, I am never left with any impression other than these two just aren't all too good, and I think Hyper Masao and Shoken Nakajima, while I am not the biggest fan of Hyper Masao by any means, I think they make a good tag team more often than not. I think I appreciate both of them more when they're teaming rather than when they're doing a match against one another or doing singles, so this match was not all that good, um, that kind of goes for the whole day. But Shoko and Hyper Masao move on. Next up, we had day two, uh, second round matchups here, just three matchups to go through, including Daisy Monkey, Ritsu Endo, and Suzume. Thankfully. Defeating Palmhar Juku and Araku again, just a match very, very much like the first day. It's not notable at all. It wasn't bad. It was just very unforgettable. Uh, you, if you if you missed it, you didn't miss much. Uh, what matters though is that Daisy Monkey won. That is the most important aspect of this tournament. They should keep winning and keep winning, and hopefully. They used this tournament to build them up and potentially win those tag belts at the big Grand Princess pay-per-view. Wakana Yuihara and Yuki Arai continued their success as a duo, defeating Mizuki and Shino Suzuki in 12 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, I thought Mizuki and Suzuki worked fine together. Um, I thought this match was decent enough. Uh, again, I reiterate, Wakana. I believe Wakana is better than Yuki Uriye already. So I just want to say that. I just want to say that. But let's get to the main event. I think this is the one match. If you're looking for a match to go out of your way to see from this past weekend in TJPW, it is this one. It was Mi Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi defeating Hyper Masao and Shoko Nakajima. Uh, this match was just very entertaining. Um, it was. Two like two of the only long-term established teams going head-to-head and facing off and and just really putting together a match that's worthy of a tournament setting. Um, you know, they, they trade back and forth. I think Miu and Rika Tatsumi are just so good at what they do, and they're so much better than... Pretty much every team in this tournament, like they, there are levels to this tournament, and I think they're on such a higher level than the rest that it's almost unfair to compare. Uh, but thankfully, they did win. Now it does create an interesting dilemma heading into the fine or uh, the semifinals because they will be facing Yukirai and Wakana Uehara, which. Yuki Rai, of course, the international princess champion. You would expect her to make her first defense at Grand Princess. Meanwhile, Miyu Watanabe is challenging Miu Yamashita at Grand Princess for the title. So it will be very interesting to see who gets to the finals and who potentially uh, could shift what we are expecting from that Grand Princess card. But I'm really much looking forward to that match. So let's take a look at the upcoming weekend here in TJPW. Of course, they are going to, I I forget what the venue is, but it will be the semifinals this upcoming weekend. I will give you the full card. I'm not. Sure, what is on the full card? I only know the semifinals, but let's get to it. Here is the full card. We got Toga and Yukiano teaming up to face Shoko Nakajima and kaya Bami in opening action. Mihiro Kiryu go one-on-one with Haru Kazashiro. We be Hyper Masao and Yuki Kamafuku versus Palm Harajuku. Oh, sorry. Hyper Masao, Yuki Kamafuku, and Palm Harajuku face off in a three-way match. Now, Kakuda Himawari and Miyu Yamashita team up to take on Shino Suzuki, Mizuki, and Araku in trios action. And then we have our semi-final matchups. It will be Suzume and Arisu Endo versus Juri Nagano and Moka Miyamoto on one side while Yuki Arai and Wakami Uehara face off with Daydream, Miyu Watanabe, and Rika Tatsumi. So there's a lot of possibilities here, obviously, for these two matches. The people that I thought were winning were Shoko Nakajima and Hyper Masao, so obviously we are at a, a big shock here for me, but I do really like these final two matches. Uh, with Juri Nagano on her way out of the company, I surely would not have her win this match I would go with Suzume and Arisu Endo um, to win this one I think Daisy Monkey again should be the ones in the driver's seat for a title shot and hopefully a title win and on the other side of course we have Miu Watanabe Enrique Tatsumi versus Yuki Arai and Wakana Ueyara this is the hard one to predict this is the match I'm looking forward to the most because of that reason. So there is the potential that Wakana just gets pinned here, obviously, and Daydream goes on to the finals to face Daisy Monkey. That's your best in ring final possible. Uh, but then there is also the intrigue of Yuki Rai and Wakana Uehara kind of surprising everyone and getting to the finals and taking on Daisy Monkey. Truthfully, I think no matter what, Daisy Monkey should be the winners. Um, I'm going to guess that Daydream get the win here, and then they give the huge win to Daisy Monkey ahead of their tag title match. But I could always be wrong. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. But that's what I'm rooting for here It should be a fun little two matches of action if you're looking to get into TJPW or watch some meaningful TJPW matches. These are the ones to do. But for now, let's move on. We are getting to the shoe pro rankings. Of course, these are big time rankings. Um, They're kind of so, they're awards voted on by the readers of the weekly pro magazine, uh, pro wrestling magazine. And there's a lot to go into here. So, let's go over the big results. I'll give some comments on anything that I feel is necessary. But in terms of the Joshi rankings, Tam Nakano finished in fifth for the overall pro wrestling grand prix. She finished behind Sonata, Kano, Tetsuya Naito, and the winner, Hiromu Takahashi. Unagi Sayaka got eighth place, and Natsupoi got tenth. So big spots for each of them here in these rankings. Congratulations to them. Uh, only one Joshi match got into the top 10. For best match that was tam nakano versus julia from the yokohama arena ranking second only behind shinsuke nakamura versus the great muda pretty big deal for them to get such an accomplishment the women's pro wrestling grand prix this this is pretty much easy to say uh, but tam nakano took home that having nearly a thousand more votes than the second place winner which or the second place which was Julia, followed by Su Suzuki in third, Unagi Sayaka in fourth, Sayori Ano in fifth, Mizuki in sixth, Io Shirai in seventh, Micah in eighth, Rina Yamashita in ninth, and Sari in tenth. The Best Unit Award went to another Stardom winner. Number one, Cosmic Angels having six, 100 more votes than the Los Igrinobles de Japón of New Japan Pro Wrestling. 3rd place was the Good-Looking Guys of Noah. 4th place was House of Torture. 5th place was United Empire. 6th place was Pheromones of DDT. 7th was Just Five Guys in New Japan. In 8th was Tokyo Joshi Pro's Free Wi-Fi. In ninth was Queen's Quest. And in 10th was Donna Del Mondo. The best foreigner here on the list out of the Joshi names, Megan Bain finished in second only behind Will Ospreay. Max the Impaler of TJPW came in third, while Mariah May finished in seventh place after her run in stardom. The Rookie Award, Hanako, took the top spot in all of Joshi and Piero, uh, coming in with 842 votes wakana Uehara finished in third with 1523 votes Kazuna tanaka of pro wrestling wave came in fourth zones of evo girls came in fifth dark unagi came in sixth um chichi came in eighth and mifu Ashida of ice ribbon came in tenth so a lot of representation of the Joshi world on that list and then the favorite wrestlers list. This is always an interesting one and a lot of Joshi representation but none more bigger than Tam Nakano finishing first over Tetsuya Naito. That's gigantic. Like I can't stress that enough. In third place. This this is Joshi and Puro, mind you. In third place was Natsupoi. In fourth place was Sayori Ano. In eighth place was TJPW's Wakana, Uehara. A big shock there. In tenth place was Mina Shirakawa. In eleventh, Unagi Sayaka. Twelfth, Starlight Kid. Thirteenth, Yuki Arai. Fourteenth, Mayu Iutani. Seventeenth, Julia. Nineteenth, Micah. Twentieth, Sari. 24th, Saya Kamatani. 25th, Azumi. 28th, Utami Hayashishta. 35th, Suzu Suzuki. 36th, Arisu Endo. 37th, Yuki Kamafuku. 38th, Mizuki. 39th, Hazuki. 41st, Saki Kashima. And 46th, Miyu Yamashita. And 49th, Shuri. So that is all your Joshi representation. Io Shirai and Kyrie also made the list as well. So congratulations to all them. You love to see the representation out of Joshi up and down that list. Um, it's, it's really, oh, sorry was 20th. I'm, I don't remember if I said that or not. Uh, but seeing so much Joshi and, and, you know, battle with some of the biggest names in, Pro-wrestling is just such a great thing to see, obviously. I mean, Kazuchika Kata came in ninth. That that means Wakaniwe, Haris, Sayori, Natsupoi, and Tam all came over him. Like, that's a big deal. And uh, hopefully that popularity means just, you know, more eyes on stardom, more eyes on TJPW, more eyes on Joshi overall. That is what I look at those awards for. It It means that these wrestlers are making an impact on fans there that are looking at these magazines and reading these magazines. Obviously it's not every wrestling fan in Japan, but it's a good amount. And uh, that's, that's really what we applaud. So those are your shoe pro rankings slash awards for the year. Next up, we are going to get to Stardom's Awards review. Um, this was a big weekend, of course, in Stardom. None bigger than the award like the award shows. A lot of the awards are given out with the reason of kind of giving a lot of the top stars some credit. Uh, so before we get to the... Wrestling of the weekend, we will go over the award winners, kind of give you uh, some, some of our mindset within that. Um, if I could find the awards. Of course, I can't find them. Um, nonetheless, the so the awards are the fighting spirit you have the top match of the year you have the mvp you have on and on and on so let's go through them now here the mvp award not really a surprise at all it ended up being tam nakano tam gets the three sweep winning the mvp for stardom mvp for tokyo sports in women's wrestling and the Shoe Pro MVP as well. The Best Match Award went to none other than Julia and Megan Bain for their match at Stardom Dream Queendom on December 29th. Uh, The way I look at that award was a way to, you know, give something to Megan Bain on her way out, right? She had such a memorable showing in stardom and made a name for herself, so I don't think it should come as too much of a shock that they wanted to give her something as she departs. The best tag team award went to Natsupoi and Seiori Ano, uh, very deserving. You know, the the tag team didn't last wrong, uh, last long, but it certainly made an impact for many fans, and that's ultimately what matters the most is uh, making that impact. And they had a good reign until, of course, Natsupoi got injured. The best unit went to Queen's Quest. I can't debate that after the summer story they told where Queen's Quest proved to be a unified team once again. The Distinguished Service Award went to Mayu Iwatani, Feels like an award, you know, there's always a changing award, and Mayu gets that one, no doubt about it. There's no question about it. Um, if there's if we're going to go with the reasoning for that award, she absolutely should be the one winning that. The Fighting Spirit Award went to Suzu Suzuki. Uh, obviously, she had a great year in her own right. The Skills Award went to Mirai, and the Shining Award voted on by Stardom fans went to none other than Micah. So those are your Stardom Awards for the new year. Our next topic here is talking about Megan Bain. Megan Bain is officially leaving Stardom and heading back to the States, presumably to get started in AEW. Of course, uh, the story broke a few months ago that she was signed to an AEW contract. I believe Fightful Select reported that. And she has been working in stardom since July, I believe. And she has really put in the work to become a full-out star for not only stardom, but for the future. And I want to take this time, if you are an AEW fan listening to this, I want to tell you what you're getting from Megan Bain because what Megan Bain was able to do in her time was go from someone who had raw potential to being a game-changing monster type wrestler. Like there's no one in wrestling that's just, you know, that's just available that's like Megan Bain. Megan Bain is a powerhouse Megan Bain has presence to her she created this aura around her in stardom and she really got over with Japanese fans to the point where I think she won everyone over by the end and over these past two months especially I thought she was dynamic I thought she was putting on some of the best matches of her career She has a mixture of explosiveness, a mixture of character, and a mixture of overall presence, like I said earlier, that you can't teach. And she was able to refine those skills in stardom. And she had an incredible match with Julia. She had that great match with Tam. She had the great tag run with Micah as Divine Kingdom in the Goddess of Stardom Tag League Tournament. She did so many things to get to the point where she's heading back to AEW as complete of a product that I think she was going to go back as following her run here. I don't know if AEW is aware of what they have in Megan Bane, but they need to be because she is a star. Truly like she is a star that is going to be able to change part of that division. She is someone that you don't have losing all too much. She is someone who feels like a legitimate threat to anyone at any time. She was a legitimate threat against some of the best in the world. And she was very receptive to her time here. She, she had this great farewell promo uh, which Micah you know hilariously translated after, and she said, she wants to come back and and I and I felt that like she felt very genuine about that. and if there's ever a time for something to prove that maybe a relationship makes sense between these two companies, it's Megan Bain. Like there is no better case. Then Megan Bay, she is going to make a difference in that women's division. I can't wait to see who she faces first, what the plan is for her. You are getting a ready-made superstar who could walk in and beat Julia Hart tomorrow she could walk in and beat Timeless Tony tomorrow. I truly believe that she's likely going to have a mouthpiece, if I had to guess. Uh, she didn't cut many promos over in Japan, and not like you know they were the super advanced promos either way. Um, but she's just so impressive, and she's so good at the in-ring stuff. And that's you know for AEW fans, that should be the most important, especially when you look like her you you offer such a different you offer you offer an entire different person entire different wrestler to the AEW landscape this isn't just the women's division she is going to make changes and, I, and I'm hopeful that in time they realize that I'm hoping they realize that now but uh Fans should be very excited about Megan Bain. I know I'm very upset that she's leaving. Um, I think she was nothing short of incredible. If there's matches, you should go out of your way to see. It's the one against Julia. It's the one against Tam. Uh, She had so many great house show matches, and we'll talk about her final match here in a second Let's get to it. We had shows on Saturday and Sunday in Takodata Nobaba for the Stardom Awards. Of course, the first day featuring two title matches, the second day featuring the goodbye to Megan Bain and the 13th anniversary tag team match in the main event. So let's get to it. The opening match on day one was Megan Bain defeating Saki Kashima and Yuna Mizumori and Lady C in a one-on-three handicap match. You know, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes, you, you know, wrestlers that leaving, they'll lose on the way out. While, while she lost, or let me rephrase that, while Megan Bain lost only a handful of times, this is one way to go out as strong as humanly possible. Beating three people. And this isn't like three rookies. No, she beat Saki Kashima, who was a high-speed champion. She beat Yuna Mizumori, and she beat Lady C. Easily. And it was very entertaining. Uh, it's exactly what you kind of want out of a monster-type handicap match. And they delivered up and down. I thought it was a for a four- or five-minute match. It was It was very entertaining. Next up, we had Aphrodite, Utami Hayashishta, and Saya Kamatani winning a tag-team gauntlet. Um, the other teams were Azumi and Miyu Amasaki, Saya and Yazuki, Rani Yagami and Sayaka Karara, and Irina and Uruaka. Uh This had a few moments in the match that I really enjoyed. I think Azami and Amasaki work really together. I think O2 Line continues to show improvement. I've talked about that a few times on this show, but I felt it'd be a good time to bring that back up because, you know, I think ultimately when you're looking at a... Team like that, right? Azami, obviously the veteran. Miyu Amasaki still learning match after match after match. You want to see the improvement every single time they get a chance at team. Because O2 line isn't as consistent out there together as Aphrodite, for example. And the more we get to see them show up and the more we get to see them deliver, it's going to just prove that they should be a duo and have potential long term, if that's what they want to do with them. Uh, we also got to see Sayida and Yuzuki team for the first time on this show. I found them to be an interesting duo as well. I think, I think Yuzuki is going to obviously be great, but I think if they ever want to kind of go a little bit more with this duo, right? We kind of seeing eye contact. Obviously, Mayu Tani and Hanan get a more focus as a duo. If this is what they want to do to replace Wingori for Saida, I think it's a good, I think it's a good mix. A way to tie is Natsuko Torah, Momwatanabe, and Starlight Kid defeated Julia Suzuki and My Sakurai. My biggest takeaway from this match is that Away to tie hilariously did the My Sakurai pose, which was very entertaining uh just you know it's very out of character for them to be goofy like that or at least that's how i feel um but ultimately it was like kind of a nothing match it's the if you didn't watch it this weekend you didn't miss much next up we had micah and hanako defeating minasher and the returning Wakasukiyama, this match was all about the post-match. And if you told me heading into this match that it would be all about the post-match, I would have said, huh, excuse me? What, 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 do, you, what do you mean by that? And little did I know, while I will say Mike and Hanaka worked very well together, uh, Waka looked like she was in Waka form. Um, but little did I know that this was all going to lead to a new faction. Club Venus is no more. And the new faction is Micah, Hanako, Mina Shirakawa, Wakasukiyama, and your returning Xena, who is still not scheduled for any matches in the upcoming weekends, but she will be on this faction. Uh, we don't have a name yet. They plan to... Uh, Micah and Mina said specifically, we are going to name... Our new faction when we first team together. So, sure, that will be on Saturday. We will know the team name, uh, the faction name next week, but Club Venus is gone. And this, originally, when I saw the news of this, I said to myself, Really? But ultimately, once you watch the video, And you take in the personalities that are working here. You get a appreciation for where this can go, because Micah is the honest, um, you know, non— crazy character like a mina and Waka is you have hanako as the rookie you have xena kind of more fitting in the micah role in that respect as well um and just like their interactions on this show just worked you know like they t- they toss jabs at one another you know like oh mina goes you know your faction left you all your friends left you your friend retired and And, you know, Micah's like, well, what happened to you? You've pretty much been alone for the past couple months. And they just, they ultimately get to the point where they're like, well, why don't we just form a new group together? And ultimately, the greatness of these two leading this faction, presumably Micah as the top leader and Mina as the number two, of course, is there's a lot of similarities in Micah and Mina Sherkow. These are two wrestlers who were not supposed to be champion, right? Mia Shirakawa wasn't going to be the Wonderstorm champion until one thing after another, her hard work pays off. She gets the bloodied face, but she cuts the promo of her life. She comes back a bigger star. The crowd is absolutely loving her. And she gets that title win over Sayakamitani. Plans change. Fast forward to the end of last year. Tam Nakano is the world of starting champion. It is reported by Dave Meltzer that Sayakamitani was supposed to win the five-star Grand Prix. Sure. Okay. Fast forward. Say is hurt. Sue so Suzuki wins the five-star Grand Prix instead. Week after that, Tam Nakano gets injured. And they go back to the story. Suzu versus Micah. And just like that, Micah, after the crowd is behind her, full of support, ready to see her get her moment, she is the world of stardom champion. Mina and Micah have very similar paths, and that's going to benefit both of them together in this new unit. You look at the other pieces, of course, Waka is someone who ultimately became a fan favorite through her journey to finally get a win. Hanako is trying to prove herself and set herself apart, right? She's in many ways trying to replace Hameka. By Micah's side, something that is not easy. Um, And then there's Xena, who's kind of the wild card. We don't know how much she'll be around, when she'll officially be around, but she will be part of the group. There's a lot of question marks with this new faction, but more rightfully than anything else, there's a lot of excitement with this new faction. I think Micah and Mia Shirakawa are a perfect duo to be the odd couple of sorts of stardom, and hopefully in time this feels natural, uh, because I think I think the uniqueness and the oddballness of this will work in the long term. Next up, we had a high speed championship match. It was May Sarah defeating Fuki Gendet to earn her third defense this match went less than five minutes and it was so good to me it was the may sarah match that she really needed for this title reign like to get it on track i'm not saying it's like this defining match it had its it had its funniness of course with and death but it had its seriousness as well this was real high speed it was These two going at 100% from the get-go, not looking back and absolutely killing it for less than five minutes. like Maysara is learning the art of controlling her speed, right? Because one of the problems I have with the Tekla match is that it felt like she was too fast for Tekla and Tekla could not keep up. For a lot of that, now you watch this match, and Fuki in death is overall a better high speed wrestler. Obviously, carrying on the Amazon an all timer. Um, but not only that, they're able to match speed, and May is able to. Slow down at the right times and speed back up and go again. It's a match you need to watch to have a full appreciation of. Because when I'm talking a five-minute match, it is is pack everything you got into this. You know, if they wrestled a slowed-down, non-high-speed match, this probably could have gone for nine minutes or so. But they went full speed, they went the high speed, and it worked. If it's a normal match, it doesn't work the same. Uh, so this was a great defense for Sarah. and the most exciting part is, of course, Sarah has officially challenged Hazuki to a high-speed championship match, which Hazuki has accepted. That will be on the Supreme Fight card. It'll be Hazuki's first singles match for the title in a very long time. She has uh, done. The, she did the three-way match. Obviously, she was. Are one of the great high speed champions ever holding the title for 208 days and never getting pinned for that title? I believe this will be her first singles match for the belt since June 9th, 2019. She's never, like I said, never been defeated in singles action with that belt on the line. It will be May Sarah's toughest test yet. But I think, I think, I think, I think May Sarah can still get that win, but I can't wait for that match. Like I said, Supreme Fight on February 4th. We'll be previewing that next week. The main event of day one of this show was the Artists of Stardom Championship match. It was God's Eye, Shuri, Mirai, and Ami Saray sure defending against stars Mayu Iwatani, Hazuki, and Hanan. This was Hanan's match. And I have come on here every single week, and I have talked about how important this year is for Hanan, and they are putting all the focus on her, and for good reason. Um, Hanan is someone who I really believe in, obviously. Uh, she is a wrestler who is a little bit of everyone in stars. She has the ace-like, babyface, overcoming abilities of a Mayu Iwatani mixed with the hard-nosed, hard-hitting aggressiveness of Hazuki. And you see that more and more as these matches go on. And this was the best case. She was great in there. She took maybe 65% of this match for her team. And she again looked like she was on her way to winning. Every time she gets in near fall, I'm on the edge of my seat. She is one of my favorite wrestlers. Because she has nailed that ability to make you believe like Hazuki has, like Mayu has. She's 19 years old, and it is fair to believe that this should be her year. She should be on her way to a Wonder or Stardom Championship match. She should be on her way to continuous big opportunities that we have already seen in January. But this was her match. Uh, Mariah ultimately did pin her with a massive lariat, but boy, oh boy, did she come close to winning. This match was the match of the night. It was great. And it was a real reminder of how incredibly stacked stardom is right now. We get to day two in Takadana nobaba. This show was really all about the last two matches. So I'll kind of steamroll through the results here. Miwamasaki and Lady C defeated Yuna Zamori and Sayaka Karara, as well as Rina and Rana Yagami. Oh, that reminds me. After the Artist of Stardom title match, Rani Yagami asked to join God's Eye, and Shuri was very pleased and, of course, welcomed her to the group. So every rookie except for Aya Sakura, who is still injured, and Sayaka Karara has um, has their faction. So Rani Yagami, a perfect fit, I believe, in God's Eye. My Sakurai defeated Fuki in death. Not a real shock there, I don't think. Uh, Mina Shirakawa and Wakasukiyama defeated Stars Saida and Yuzuki. Again, Saida and Yuzuki, I think are looking pretty good as a duo. Obviously, they're still learning together, but I'm really looking forward to see what they do. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see what Yuzuki does with everyone in Stars, just because it's so new and so unique. We don't know how she'll mesh with every single one of them. Uh, she only teamed with Ida this weekend, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. God's Eye, Shuri, Mariah, and Ami Sarei defeated Uedo Tais, Natsukotori, Watanabe, and Ruaka. And in the semi-main event, Megan Bain's farewell match. It was Julia Suzuki and May Sarah defeating Micah. Megan Bain, and Hanako. When Julia pinned Hanako, uh, what I loved about this match was that they made sure to give Megan Bain all the wrestlers who have been very important to her run here in stardom. Uh, she had the great match with Julia. She teamed with Susan and Maysara so many times. Micah was her tag team partner. And Hanako, she was in a n- number of matches with her. Uh, but if Hanako, of course, was also in the spot of having to lose. But uh, this was a really good match. Lots of fun. It'll be sad to not see May Sarah and Megan Bain antics anymore. That was some of my favorite stuff uh, during the Megan Bain reign here in stardom. And I'm I'm really upset that she's leaving. Uh, but this was a really good match to send her off in. I thought she looked like a star. And yeah, I thought Hinako had maybe her best showing yet as well since uh, debuting. So uh, it looks like the new rookies continue to drive her to be better, which is always a welcome sight. And in the main event, what I thought was maybe the most fun match I have watched in quite some time, it was Mayu Utani, Hanan, Utami Hashista, and Sayaka Kamatani defeating Azami, Starlight Kid, Saki Kashima, and Hazuki in a 13th anniversary all-stardom wrestlers tag match. All-stardom born, all-stardom... Created wrestlers and a tag. Uh, the Mayu Hanan Utami Saya team. That that team's for me. They built that team for me. And there were so many fun moments throughout this match. You got to see Hanan and Utami do judo throws at the same time and STOs follow up. You got to see them do kind of tag team wrestling. You got to see Mayu and Utami do some tag team wrestling. You got to see Azumi and Starlight Kid do some tag team wrestling. You got to see some cool matchups between, uh, you know, Mayu and Hazuki, which really carried the closing stretch of this match, uh, where Mayu pinned Hazuki to get the win with the moonsault. It was fantastic, truthfully. Like, this is my second favorite starter match of the year. Uh, it's currently in my top 10 Matches of the year like I just loved every bit of it. it's what makes a stardom house show the best it's it, it reminded me of the 2021 run that they had where they just put on these crazy cool tag all-star matches uh, this was an all-star match and it, it 100% delivered and all I could say is it has me beyond excited for the next one at Supreme Fight. But this is a must-see, go-out-of-your-way match. Hanan shines again. Aphrodite shines again. Mayu shines again. Azumi and Starlight Kid need to win tag titles together eventually. Um, Hazuki was great. Tzaki was great in her comedic role. She always does so good. Uh, just go-out-of-your-way to see this. I-, I can't do it justice with words. You just need to watch this match. If there's any match to watch from the weekend, to me, it is this one. Next up here, we are going to close out the show with an impromptu Q&A. I realized when I was planning for this show and I knew I was running solo, I said, oh, wow, this, uh, there's definitely some room to do some questions. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through some questions uh, asked on over on X slash Twitter, whichever you prefer to call it. And uh, we'll get into it right now. But thank you to everyone that sent in questions. Um, let's talk about it. It all starts. Um, we had two Discord questions we'll do first, and then we'll do the Twitter questions, actually. So this is from Idiom. Uh, regarding Wakani Uehara's ranking in the 2023 Shoe Pro vote, what impact do you feel her Twitter campaign had on the results? I think... If there's any wrestler who does Twitter better in stardom, well, not stardom, in Joshi, you have to tell me who. I think Wakana markets herself so well. I think she gets her name out there in such a great way that she has created fans by showing care and interest to her fans i think she just does such a great job and it probably does have an impact i mean people people want to see her and and she's just done such a great job she's very nice to her fans she talks to them um so yeah i think it definitely has an impact uh next up we had who comes back to stardom first, Mariah May or Megan Bain? That was from Kane. Um, I'm going to guess Megan. I think Megan comes back first. Um, but it could easily be both of them at the same time. You never know. But I do think Megan comes back first. Um, now we'll make it over to the Twitter questions. Um, the Twitter questions we have, how many do we have? We have... Whew, we have over 20, so let's dive in, shall we? Uh, this is from Peps. With the Cinderella coming up, how do you feel about the current system? 32 wrestlers with five tournament nights. Does the Cinderella still work how it used to? If not, what changes to the rules should be made if they want to continue having a huge field? Um, There are a lot of... problems with the cinderella tournament and i know someone else asked a question about cinderella so i will combine these two uh this is from at snap wilson on twitter i kind of hate the cinderella expect everyone to agree with me should stardom kill it so killing the cinderella is not what i would do because it is part of stardom's history but it needs to be reshuffled um, if you want to kind of listen to me and Dylan Murray of Stardom Quest to go over, we did that this week on uh the episode on their podcast, but we kind of threw out the idea of doing three two nights over one weekend and getting it out of the way type thing like stretching it out over a month is how it loses so much interest, and doing one night of singles matches where half the field is eliminated, doesn't work. It doesn't interest people. Um, It doesn't work like it used to at all. The one night made someone. And I just don't think it's really made someone since maybe Sia, when she won it, like when Mariah won it back-to-back years, it was a big deal, but it just didn't hit the same. Um, And I think... The main changes I would do is either cut the field in half. I know you have a stacked roster of 32-plus wrestlers. Great. You don't have to put them all in. You just don't. You just don't. Like, you can do, like, I don't know, like a 24 or something. The math probably doesn't add up or something. But, like, do two nights. One night you can do round one and the next round, and then the next night you could do the semis and finals or whatever. Like that's how I would do it. Um and while the beauty of the Cinderella often is the 10 minute time limit and the -the over-the-top rope and all that, you might have to start playing with that too. Uh, because there's just too many draws and too many eliminations. I would maybe up it to 15 or keep it at 10 but get rid of the -the over-the-top rope elimination i think i think if you keep it at 10 it's still interesting um but you can't you don't have the you don't have the ability to sneak out of it you know you don't have the ability to run away from the possibilities at hand so my big changes would be cutting down the wrestler's of the tournament, cutting down the Knights to two and changing the rules where you would get the over-the-top rope rule taken out. It feels like stardom dropped rock after spotlighting her heavily in 2021, 2022. Which direction should they take for her to make the next step in her career? This is also from peps. They need to get momo watanabe or... Starlight Kid out of a way to tie because she is so bogged down by her, those two, and Natsuko Tora that she can never get higher. Um, you know, Natsuko is the leader, and Natsuko is a great tag team partner for Rock. We saw it last year, right? When they challenged Seven Up. There was a really good match. Um, but it's hard to get past them. Like, Hanan was able to climb over Koguma because she's not seen in that higher light like a Momo in Starlight Kid. Rock is never going to get to do that. So I think you need one of them to leave Oedo Tai. And that's how you start to get her back up and reshuffle her. I would make sure when you have a tag team tournament, she's teaming with Natsuko because that is the team that works. You know, that is the team that I like seeing. So that's kind of How I feel about that, Um, you you should be running back that idea but also moving someone out and maybe adding a rookie to fill in for that extra spot. Number three, Stars now has seven members, including Hanan and Yuzuki, who will both have their breakouts in the next 24 months. How do you see the roles of the other three moving uh of the other three moving forward Ida Momokogo and Koguma um I think one of those three are leaving the faction uh Momokogo makes a lot of sense to leave if she comes back healthy I think she could go to a club Venus or Cosmic Angels I think Sai Ida could very easily leave I think Koguma stays in stars like there's no reason to take her out she likes to be with Azuki and Mayu so there's no reason to move her but I think one of those other two leave and is fine settling back into the four spot behind a Hanan and eventually Yuzuki like that is just her role she is not a top star in their eyes she is a great tag team wrestler and when you need her she can plug in kind of like fukigan death I'm not saying you move her completely down like that but she is she is closer to the fukigan death role in that group, then I think we are realizing, um, she's obviously, the, the wrestler of Koguma is better than the wrestler of and death. Uh, but I think that's kind of a reality with that group. Number four is them back. Let's see how we feel after Supreme fight. That's the big one. Next up. Um, Pep's also asked who should be my saccharized Butler. um, I have no idea. Uh, It can be... I have a feeling it's gonna be like poor Sayaka Carrara or something. Um, There should be no one, truthfully. Being a butler would be a tough role to take on. Uh, Xavi, do you think there's a need for a genuine mid-card belt with no special rules in stardom? Yes. Yes, 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 absolutely. Uh, when we we're talking about all these wrestlers like the Kogamas and the Edas and the Teklas for some time there and you know all these clear mid-card wrestlers who just don't have anything to do, I think they would benefit greatly from a true mid-card belt. What are five things you hope to see this year in terms of Joshi? I hope to see Hanan rise up the ranks i hope to see more sorryism shows i hope to see a non-stardom or tjp tjpw promotion do something anything become prominent in a way i would love that please that would be my big thing um the three i think the three uh I would like to see one big Joshi show, like that highlights the best of the best. I think that would be really cool. And uh, hmm, 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 what else? What else? I would like to see Mayu Iwatani. Have a complete year at the top again, whether that be with the IWGP, whether that be with the World Wonder. Like she needs a full year of being prominent once again. Uh, this is from Victor. Is this group of Star rookies better because they have each other to push each other, uh, while Kevin and only uh, and Lacy only had themselves so less competition reps to improve. Um, I think they are better in ter- Like, I think Yuzuki's better in terms of talent easily than both of them when they debuted. I think the same could probably be said for Rana and Sayaka. But there is a real reality. I think you're right, where that being able to push each other and learn with one another does do a lot. And I think that's where Amasaki and Lady C did suffer from. So I think there's definitely some truth to that. Uh, but I do think that the talent that they have brought in with these r- recent rookies um, is pretty big. So Dylan says, who is someone on the star roster you think would be better off elsewhere? Could be a simple reason as I think they'd be a cool team with X or they could break through their current ceiling if they went to this company. Um, whew, That's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I think that Ida would be a star somewhere else um, because she's kind of a work rate machine in some ways, but she also has a lot of personality. uh, So I think she would benefit greatly from and pass her ceiling, maybe somewhere else. Uh, this is from far one is Hanan and getting all the belts. She has been on a run since the night one, 2023, five star Grand Prix. I've been saying it on this podcast for months. It's gotta start this year. She's gotta get a real tag, uh, whether it be the artist, the goddess, the wonder, like she needs to get one of these belts this year. 100%, 100%. Um, that's a great question but I think Hanmonds she's beyond ready and I think it's it happens uh, this this from at will Pro wrestling once the schedule has changed for the better what do you think should change for the structure of the booking um I I don't know uh, more all-star tags more title matches on house shows we're starting to see that now I think more house more emphasis on cork and hall shows would be my big thing with the structure of the booking and the mindset of where they go i think that would be a big one um, this is from bobby gilbert if any developer was to make a stardom video game what developer would you want to make it i have no idea i don't know any developers off the top of my head I apologize for not being able to answer that. It's a good question, though. Um, ben Coleman, Mina, has said fairly recently that she wants to aim for the Red Belt, but now she's in a stable with Micah. What do you think she could achieve as part of this new group? Um, wow, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't see Mina challenging for the Red Belt anytime soon. They could always run that. They've done faction versus faction. Uh, they just can't do it soon. Um, I think she could be an artist champion once again. I think she could be a great, you know, just over. She's going to be the talking. She's going to be the promo. She's going to be the vocal leader while Micah is the leader by example, if that makes sense. Um, I think Mina's probably reached her height, right, with the Wonderstar title. So this is why she's probably settling more into a number two spot. Uh, this is from at Ellian Garston. Aside from Julia, what other Joshi do you see joining an American promotion in 2024? Uh, Maki Ito full-time, if she's okay, would be my top choice. From William Omega, how do you think they can make Micah's reign stand out? Beat Sayaka Tani, beat Julia, beat Shuri, and beat Utami Haishishton. That's how you make it stand out. You have her beat the best of the best. That's, you give her a chance to shine at the top level against the best, and you watch her defeat the best. Do you think it's time to start an production? Absolutely. I want to be able to hear the crowd. This year is going to most likely be May Sarah's first five-star Grand Prix after not being in the tournament last year. Thank you, Harkin, for this question. Uh, what are some matches you really want to see in her run? I want to see May Sarah versus Hazuki, which we're already getting. I want to see May Sarah versus Tani versus Mayi Um versus Hanan. Obviously, I want them to run that match back. Um, I would like to see her again. Suzu Suzuki. I want to see that match. Probably the most. I would like to see them face off. Obviously, their great team is Crazy Star, but I'd like to see them face off. Uh, This is at Legit Swifty 11 Do you think Momo Watanabe will ever win the red belt? Hmm, I don't. I sadly do not. I have uh, reached that result. Unfortunately, I just, I don't think it's coming. Unless they heat her up, she's still very young, so you never say never. Um, uh, but right now, I give it like I don't know 15% chance of happening. Uh, at Lee J Robinson, here's one when Julia first came to Stardom, there's some sort of controversy surrounding her being in Stardom from somewhere else. What exactly happened? Uh, so the Julia story, of course goes back to her time in Ice Ribbon um she was supposed to she want so here's what happened she asked for her release hope to be out of the company um they decided they rescheduled the show that was for um her former tag team partner Tequila Say- Tequila Saya's retirement show. She left before that, I believe, and she joined Stardom after giving her notice. Um, it 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 was a very much a big moment she, because she we could Ice Ribbon had claimed that she was still under contract to them. And there was the threat of tampering and so on and so forth. And a lot of people did not like the way Julia left Ice Ribbon, especially with her tag team partner retiring. If, I believe that is the main gist of it. Uh, this is from Atwan WWE TNA. In your opinion, do you think it's possible that Sari gets her wish and faces either Julia or Mayu for the gold later this year? Yes, I do should not keep saying it if she wasn't going to get it. That's my opinion on the matter Uh, at Zane Martin underscore any important matches that you think people should check out Um, in the history of stardom. um, Tommy versus Shuri, Tokyo, Dream, Cinderella. That is the match. That is the match. That is the match. Dave Meltzer ranked five and a half stars. That is one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. It is the biggest match in stardom history just because of its importance. That's a match you should go out of your way to see. Any match of Mayu Iwatani versus Io Shirai, you should go out of your way to see. Um, The Queen's Quest match from last year, Julia versus Shuri from 2022. And... hmm. I think Mayu Yutani versus Kairi from the IWGP tournament. If you're looking for TJPW matches, I'm looking at Miu Yamashita versus Maki Ito from Wrestle Princess 2, I believe, a couple of years ago. Uh, pretty much any match from that Miyu Yamashita run is a good bet to go check out. This is from Zach who wins the 2024 Max Heart tournament? Uh, I'm going with Daisy Monkey, and should Miyu beat Miyu Yamashita at Grand Princess Twenty Four, one hundred percent, undoubtedly. Uh, at Raw Ball Podcast, what is the time frame for Natsupoi? Do you back in action, and do you see her contending for either the World or Wonder of Stardom titles? I do not know the timeline, um, unfortunately. I think she's going to be back soon just based off of how active she is on social media and whatnot, but I don't, I don't know. Um, hopefully it's soon though. I wouldn't be shocked. If she announced the return of the Supreme fight maybe. Uh, and I do think that she will be contending for the wonder Star championship this year. Uh, this is at Duke Newcomb. Who is the best uh, foreigner in stardom and TJPW, I guess. Do you mean all, ever? Because ever, Starm has a few. Uh, TJPW does as well. Uh, currently, oh, if I do currently active or pa- the past year, I think Masha Slamovich, one match, was the best any foreigner has had in TJPW since they've come over. And she is doing Grand Princess, so I think she's a good shout. Uh, but Maxine Paylor has been great for tjpw and in stardom it's mariah may um i just think her nine months are incredible i think megan bain was great obviously i praised her earlier in the show but i would go with mariah uh this is from kane what would you think if Starlight kid broke off and started a young person group current young oed some of the rooks suzuki maybe Azumi. it'd be interesting It would definitely be an interesting twist if it was Youngia OED, so that'd be Starlight Kid, Ruaka, and Rena plus Hazuki. I don't know how Hazuki can't take that second spot, though if I look at it like Shuri was in DDM, for Hazuki it'd be very interesting. Um, If you add Izumi to that too, it's just over-packed, I think. Uh, it's definitely an interesting one, though. They would have to get away from the Awado tai character, though, I think, to make that work. And the final question from JQN, has Stardom peaked or do you think they'll manage to keep growing in the foreseeable future? I don't know. I, I don't know because I think Stardom, there's so much room for greatness with this roster. So I, I don't think they've peaked necessarily. I just think there's there's always room to grow. There's always room to do more. And I think Stardom has a real chance to do exactly that. I never want to say a company peaked because there's always a chance for a boom. There's always a chance. Um, right now, we have seen what their peak looks like. Can they top that? I hope so. I do hope so because it's such a great company and they have such a good roster. I do hope so. So I'm not going to say they've peaked for sure. Um, I think it's just like we're on a downswing now and we'll get an upswing again sometime, hopefully, in the future. But that's it for the Five Star Joshi Show here on the Fight Game Media Network. You can follow me at Scott Wrestling on Twitter. I'll be back next week talking. Uh, The Max Hart semifinals this weekend. We'll talk the stardom shows this upcoming weekend. Um, And we will be previewing Supreme Fight on February 4th. So thank you for listening. And until next time, see ya.